This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we brought in the Fabric Pool TME John Lance to talk about the latest ONTAP release and what's new for ONTAP's cloud tiering feature, Fabric Pools. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the studio and on the phone with me is the uh, Fabric Pool TME, Mr. Fabric Pool, John Lance. Hi. Hey, Justin. How's it going? (laughs) Super. Even better now that I'm going to hear all about what's new in Fabric Pool. Dude, it's a huge release for Fabric Pool. It is. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, I think a lot of people have been waiting for this, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But before we do, let's talk about you. What do you do here at NetApp, and how do we reach you? Sure. So I'm a technical marketing engineer, um, and the best way to hit me up is via email. I mean, I am super responsive that way, so it's a lot easier. Um, you know, if I if I get a phone call and I don't know who it is, it's going to voicemail. So um, then I'll that's call right. you back. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. Email email's a sure thing. All right, cool. So, as I mentioned, you're the Fabric Pool TME. Um, so, that means you're going to know everything that's coming in ONTAP 9.4 for Fabric Pool, which is, again, a pretty major release for Fabric Pool. So, before, we do, that, yeah, so before we do that, though, um, I always like to start off with high level overviews with the f- new features because sometimes people just don't know what the features are. We have podcasts prior to this that talk about what Fabric Pools are. And if you want to check those out, you can. But for time's sake, uh, John, 10,000-foot view of Fabric Pool. Sure. At, at its highest level, Fabric Pool is the tiering solution in ONTAP. Um, basically, what we're doing is taking anything that's cold, inactive data, and we're just moving it to somewhere that's uh, cost less at the end of the day. Um, and primarily, that's going to be object storage. It's, it's hard to get cheaper, uh, cheaper and deeper uh, than object storage right now. Um, I guess you could go tape if you never want to actually use the data, but for folks that do want to use it, you know, that, that's where we're going to put it is object storage. And so basically, that's what Fabric Pool, Fabric Pool is doing. We're automating that entire process within ONTAP. So, like, the storage admin has to do pretty much nothing. Um, and the hot data is going to stay on Flash, um, where you're going to get the, the most performance out of it. Um, and then everything that, you know, you don't want running on Flash or at least burning up capacity on Flash is, like, cold and active data, like unstructured data from years ago, we're just going to tear that off to an object store. If a client app ever comes in and, and needs to do a read on that, we're going to feed it right back to it. Um, and again, this all happens under the hood at the storage layer in ONTAP. Um, it's completely invisible to the client applications. Um, and that's, that's Fabric Pool in a nutshell. Yeah, and again, if you're interested in the previous episodes to get a deeper dive into Fabric Pool, it's episode 92 on the techontappodcast.com website. So, um, before we go into the features, let's talk about what Fabric Pool is not. So I always like to clear this up as well because these are the questions that get asked a lot. So, John. Yeah, so the number one uh, question <laughs> is, like, is Fabric Pool a backup? Hey, I was going to ask that. Is Fabric Pool an archive? <laughs> um, no, we, there's, there's other really good solutions uh, for that NetApp Cloud Backup, for example. Um, you know, there, there's other solutions to you know, move your data out of your data center and kind of set it and forget it you know, in a Ron Popeil kind of way. Um, and that, that's great. You know, that hits, like, the legal checkbox, and, you know, your data is safe should you ever need it. Um, 
but you know it's not you know easily accessible and like I, I wouldn't expect a client application to come in and, and read it and make use of that like immediately. Uh, you're gonna have to do some kind of restore operation on it. So th that's the that kind of archive you know use case is not what Fabric Pool is about. Fabric Pool is just tiering. So you have your hot data and you have cold data. Um, archive data would be even slower than what we're expecting when, you know, with our cold data. Because even like cold inactive data, we're expecting that if your client you know, needs to make use of it, it's easily, you know, it's easy to access, easy to use, and we can make it hot, you know, in an instant um, versus, you know, a, a true archive. Um, that's going to take some time to, to get that back in operation. Okay. So um, next question that gets asked a lot, John, can I run this on hard drives? <laughs> um, so yes and no. So um, with this new release, um, yes, you can if you're using ONTAP Select. Um, but but the you know the big but here is you really shouldn't. Um, here here and here's why we don't do it in, in normal ONTAP, just like the regular traditional ONTAP. You cannot run it on hard drives, and that's because just spinning media today is just not fast enough. It's it's physically literally physically not fast enough. So what's happening with Fabricool and, and just you know as we move into AFS in general, it's not just you know low latency, you know high speed. Um, but we're taking advantage of that on the storage layer too. So we're doing a lot of additional storage efficiencies. We're probably doing encryption right there and then. With Fabricool, we're doing additional you know, objects and we're creating, you know, taking all these blocks, uh, concatenating them into objects and then pushing those over. So we're doing all this extra work, which on Flash um, is like a minuscule hit to the, to the performance. Um, on spinning media, the, the disk just can't keep up, keep up. So, you know, can you do it in ONTAP Select? Yes, you can. Um, should you do that? Uh, really, no. Um, it's going to be a massive uh, performance hit, which is why we don't let you do it in ONTAP, because it's just not the – when you come to NetApp, you're expecting a certain level of performance, and you're not going to get it if you're trying to run that on spinning media. All right. So, um, John, can I tier to ONTAP spinning media? within the same um, cluster? Not necessarily. I mean, with ONTAP, no. I mean, I think in the future we'd like something like that. Uh, today you do need an SSD aggregate. You know, uh, again, unless you're doing select, um, you need an SSD aggregate. And from there you can have your endpoint, and that endpoint could be spinning media. But today those endpoints are Amazon. Um, now with ONTAP 9.4, it's Azure. You know, clearly, if you're going into petabyte scales, you're going to be looking at storage grid. All of those can be spinning media on the back end, but it's not going to be necessarily in ONTAP, like on you know another controller in your cluster. Um, we're thinking about that, you know, maybe down the road, uh, but not today. Today, those endpoints um, are going to be other object stores. John, what is the recommended throughput to my tiering? <laughs> It's honestly what, whatever works best for you. And um, so we used to have, this is a kind of a big change with 9.4. And so again, one, one of the points that I want to make is um, FabricPool has been out since 9.2. Um, so this has been out in the field, in production, um, in, you know, you know, workloads that have gotten a lot, you know, a lot of turn on this. Um, so it's been out there for over a year now. Um, and we got feedback. So initially when, when we went out the gate, um, we were basically saying, hey, you want, you know, SATA-like performance 
um, with Fabricpool. Fabricpool can easily deliver SATA-like or, or better performance. And so we were looking at, oh, you know, 300 megs per second or, you know, 30 millisecond latency. That's going to give you SATA-like performance. It turns out, you know, not, even though we've designed the system to do that, um, which is, I think, a big differentiator between some other competing kind of tiering systems, like we can totally do that. A lot of folks, they weren't looking for that level of performance. They were okay with something slower. Um, and you can absolutely go slower. Um, that was just, you know, out of the gate, we're saying we're really proud that we, we could go that fast or honestly much faster. Um, but not everyone wanted to do that because to, to get those kind of speeds, especially going to an optic store, you're going to need to, you know, have a dedicated 10 gig pipe kind of thing. And, and all of them provide that nowadays, like the Rec Connect or Express Route. You know, everyone has something like that. So it's easily attainable, but not everyone wanted to, to you know, do what it takes to, to get that kind of performance. So nowadays, we've kind of revised that and said, really, the performance at the end of the day is what your client app can tolerate, is, is the bare minimum. Um, and honestly, that, that's going to be set at the protocol level. Um, you know, SMB, modern SMB, um, you know, NFS, you know, those kind of things. They're going to start doing retries about five seconds. That's not like milliseconds. That's, that's five seconds. Seconds. Um, so basically, as long as your app can tolerate the, the a low latency, um, and as long as your you know RTO and you know expectations are set at, at low you know megs per second, you know, we we will happily do that. Fabricpool will stand up at super slow speeds as well. It, but just to clarify, it was absolutely designed to perform at high speeds. And finally, John, what happens if I lose my connectivity to my cloud if I've tiered already? So, so good news, data nowadays, I mean, it's not going anywhere. It, you just can't connect to it for a short time. So for whatever reason, Amazon, Azure, you know, something, something goes wrong. Amazon East is down for an hour or two. Um, your data is not gone, um, but you do lose connectivity. And it's just like if your client application couldn't touch your data today for whatever reason. So basically the protocol is going to kick back in air. So again, that's, you know, SMB, NFS, that's five seconds, I think. I think, you know, if you're doing SAN, it's going to be a little bit higher, you know, maybe 10 seconds. So, but it, it's going to, something's going to happen at the protocol level that's going to kick back in air saying, hey, I, I can't find these blocks. Um, I can't find these files. Um, and most modern protocols are going to be retrying until they do get, you know, connectivity reestablished. All right. Did I cover all the frequently asked questions? Did I leave any out? Um, no, honestly, so this, this one still comes up. But one of the, honestly, the number one fabric pool question that we get, um, two, I guess, because uh, one is it will cover immediately because it's, it's the, the top premier kind of flagship uh, fabric pool feature for 9.4. But the other one is, you know, people, they turn on Fabric Pool, they, they've set an endpoint, um, they're ready to go, really setting it up is, is ultra simple. Um, so they, they do everything right and then nothing's tiering um, on their brand new system. And you're just like, well, hey, what's, what's going wrong? You know, what's, what's broken here with Fabric Pool? Fabric Pool's not going to tier anything until at least 50% of that aggregate is full. So if you don't even hit 50% on the aggregate, on like the flash, we're not going to tier anything. There, there's no reason to. You got more than enough capacity. So as soon as you cross that threshold, then we're going to start tiering. And honestly, that's that's the number one you know question. What what's going on with Fabric Pool? It's because you know it's a it's a new system, and they just haven't filled up that aggregate to even 50% yet. All right. The next question, I think, the, the big one is, hey, when can I tier 
my cold you know data in my active file system. All right, so and let's let's, that one let's, is, let's hear that one. When is that? <laughs> now today. Now, uh, not to, not today. Well, actually, yes, today because we've we've recorded this prior to the release, and we can't re- yes. <laughs> we can't actually release this until that happens. But now that we release the podcast, you can do this. So, John, tell us about that. Sure. So, so previously, you know, you you, you were using Firepool and ONTAP 9.2, and you could tier snapshots at, you know, what, 10, 15% of uh, data center capacity, maybe. Um, do a snapshot show, check out what it looks like in your system. My guess is 10, 15%. Um, or on a secondary data center, you could tier out, you know, maybe 90%, because um, that's all going to be cold um, over there. But the number one ask was, hey, I, I have all this old data, unstructured data, reports from 10 years ago, um, whatever it is, um, in my current data center. You know, it's more than half that data center probably. Um, can I tier that? And the answer back then in 9.2 was no. Um, we're very conservative. as our first release, putting in production. Um, you know, it's NetApp, so we're going to be super safe about, you know, your data. So we're making sure everything was, you know, guaranteed, cold, super safe first release. Again, we've been out there for a year now. We're doing what you want. Finally, in 9.4, now you can tier, you know, all that cold data just sitting in your data center. You know, poor storage admin, he's stuck. He can't make the decisions and tell folks that says, hey, you got to, you know, evict this data after a decade. Um, But he's stuck, you know, having to provision and do all this. So now we can just move that off to a you know optic store and it's going to be significantly cheaper than running it on like a modern you know all flash kind of data center. Um, that's available today. It's called the auto tiering policy is the name of this. Um, so previously it was snapshot only and the backup policy uh, for DP volumes. Uh, the new one in 9.4 is the auto tiering policy. Um, the default tiering time on auto is going to be 31 days. So, you know, we're not going to, like, tear it all off over the weekend. We're going to wait. ONTAP's going to do some temperature scans in the background. And then after about 31 days, we're going to say, hey, these blocks are cold enough. Let's pack them up into an object and ship them over to the object store where it's going to be less expensive. Okay. Sounds good? Yeah, sounds good. So um, this auto-tiering policy is configurable, right? Yes. So the default 31 days. Um, but, you know, for different customers, different environments, they're going to want different time periods. And that is configurable as far as what that cooling period is going to be. So we can go, you know, as aggressive as 48 hours, so like a, a two-day time frame, or we can go all the way out to 63 days um, is kind of where we're going. You know, again, this is our, our first release of, of auto. Um, if you go out farther, so I do get requests to say, hey, I, I want to tier for 100 days or every 365. Um, here's why we don't do that is – because if you set that time frame too far, you're really not going to take any advantage out of tiering. Because what's going to happen is you're going to do a quarterly report or a yearly report, and you're going to start bringing that data back, and you're not really going to be tiering it off to somewhere where it's going to be less expensive. So we don't want those time frames too long because then the reads are going to bring it back, and now it's going to sit and have to wait another 100 days before it tears off. Um, so. Today, you know, at, at launch for, for the auto-tiering policy, it's going to be, you know, 31-day default, and you can go ultra-aggressive down to two days or, or push it way out to 63 days. Okay, and this is, uh, these numbers were based on, I guess, evaluation internally, or is this, like, stuff you've gathered from customers? Yes, to both. So we think these numbers are, are pretty close. You know, obviously, like, we adjust over time. 
there's some other stuff, some other new features that I'll be sharing with you later that we that absolutely came out of you know adjustments made over like the last year. Um, but that's where we think is those are pretty good places to start with today. So just curious, why not give customers that choice, right? I know you think it's best to do this certain thing, but you know why not give them the opportunity to set it how they want to set it? Is it something that is a simplicity thing, or you know what was the logic behind that? I think two things is one is simplicity, you know, just kind of minimize that. And the other is don't, you know, you can let customers have all the choice in the world and it's possible that they could get themselves into trouble or just have bad experiences. Um, so we're trying to just steer them away from, you know, making a choice that would, you know, give them an experience that they would not be, you know, super enjoyable. Okay. So let's say I want to use Fabric Pool, but I don't want to turn it on yet. Is there something in 9.4 that allows me to evaluate this feature before I actually use it? Yeah. So there, there's a couple of great new features in, in, in that regard um, that, again, you, we didn't have at launch, um, but they're, they're cooked in there now. Um, the first is going to be inactive data reporting. So this, this is an awesome tool. You're going to your customer site, or, or if you are the customer, it's your site, and you're curious, you know, how much cold data do I have? Um, I think it's pretty easy for most storage admins to, to say, hey, more than 50% of my data center is, you know, cold, you know, old data. Um, but it's hard to, like, dig down and give a specific number. Um, so there's a new functionality in um, System Manager. Um, it's also in ONTAP CLI. It's called Inactive Data Reporting. And it, it makes that, you know, previously, you know, difficult task, you know, super easy. Um, it's enabled by default on Fabric Pool aggregates, but... You know, for, you know, in your use case, you're like, hey, I'm thinking about Fabric Pool. I'm thinking about, you know, how much cold data do I have? You know, that's when you want to go turn this on, on aggregates that, that do not have Fabric Pool attached. And then, you know, to be fair, you need to wait 31 days for, you know, the, the temperature scans to go through. So it's not going to immediately show how much cold data you have because it, it just doesn't know yet. Um, the intelligence, you know, it needs to, to analyze the data first. So you would turn on inactive data reporting on your existing aggregates, and within 31 days, you're going to start getting reports in System Manager. You can also do it via CLI if you, if you don't like the GUI. Um, I like the GUI myself. So you go and look at System Manager, and it'll say exactly how many gigs, how many terabytes, you know, what percentage of data on individual aggregates is cold, you know, slash inactive, you know, eligible to be tiered. Um, so, yeah, so that's a brand-new tool in 9.4. Um, the other one that, that's really neat is, you know, you were asking about kind of performance earlier. There's a, there's a new one called the Object Store Profiler. So this one isn't cooked into System Manager, but it is in ONTAP uh, CLI. So inactive data reporting is about finding out how much cold data do I have and is tiering, you know, with Fabric Pool going to be a good idea for me. Like how much money am I going to save, really? Um, Object Store Profiler is a different tool, and this one's going to basically, before you do any attachment, it's going to let you know, you know, what, you know, latency and throughput, you know, basically what performance is going to look like um, once you're attached. But you, now you get to know what that is ahead of time. And it's going to basically do a bunch of puts, and it'll do a bunch of gets, you know, at our various, you know, KB sizes of, you know, variable gets. We go all the way down to four for, like, edge case, all the way up to 256. Um, clearly, it's going to be you know faster depending on you know the more blocks you go per second, um, but you get to find out that information ahead of time with the Object Store Profiler. 
Um, so that way you can see, am I getting SATA-like performance? Am I, am I beating that? Or am I getting like a lower level performance? Um, but that's okay because my, my client applications are going to be more than happy you know, with whatever this performance level is. So you can figure that out and basically set expectations you know, with the customer um, or with your internal clients you know, ahead of time. Um, so that, to answer your question, two big new kind of reporting tools that, that are cooked into the product now. So uh, you mentioned object store sizes. Um, that brings us to our next new feature in ONTAP 9.4 for Fabric Pool. That is going to be the uh, object store defragmentation. Um, so what is that, and where can we use it best? Sure. So this one is cooked in by default. Um, again, this is this, this literally came out of you know having you know Fabric Pool out in the you know in the real world for for over a year. So initially, you know, we didn't have any defrag at all on the object store. Um, I think the logic was we wanted to save the customer money by not, you know, doing, you know, workloads in the object store because, you know, Amazon, Microsoft, whoever that is, you know, they're going to charge you um, for performance, you know, or for any sort of workloads you, you put onto the system. And so we were just ultra conservative and saying, hey, we're not going to incur any, you know, kind of hidden costs on people that are tearing. Um, it turns out that, you know, when you don't do defrag, you know, your capacity is going to grow faster than it probably would. And we, because we weren't deleting blocks until there was zero references from, from ONTAP. Basically, the metadata always stays hot. And so, you know, ONTAP is pointing at all these blocks. And when there's no more pointers to any blocks um, in the object, then we'd clean up the object. Um, so it, it was a little too conservative, I think. And so kind of we, we took the data that we got and we crunched some numbers, and so now we do defrag on the object stores um, at different percentages. So different object stores, they're going to, you know, they have different pricing schemes. And so for, for Microsoft, you know, Azure Blob Storage, for example, that, that number is going to be about 15%. So if 15% um, of the blocks um, are still, you know, being used, um, we're, we're going to finally say, hey, that, that other 85 isn't in use anymore, maybe it's time to defrag. Previously, we waited for 100%. Um, so now you cross that 15% threshold, we're going to start doing some defrag. Uh, 20% for Amazon, 40% for Storage Grid. That's, I mean, that's a private cloud. You've already paid you know, for, for everything there. You don't care about you know, any additional workloads because um, you're not getting charged for it. You, you put all the, the, the money in up front. Um, so there are different rates. Um, and again, we've this is based off of a, a year, over a year uh, of data um, to, to hit those numbers. Um, one thing to point out is, you know, those schemes um, are based on the, the standard rate. So for Amazon, that's a standard, you know, S3. Um, for Microsoft, that's their their hot kind of scheme. Um, the prices change whether if you're going to, you know, infrequent or if you're doing Microsoft calls it cool. Um, so there's different price schemes where it's like, hey, now it's cheaper to store a lot of data, but we're going to charge you more if you ever do work with that data. So our numbers, you know, our, our default settings, the 15% for Microsoft, 20% for Amazon, those were set based on their standard prices. Um, but these are adjustable figures, so you can always, you know, change those based on, hey, I'm, I'm using Azure Cool or I'm using Amazon Infrequent Access. Let me change these numbers, and it'll make more sense for you know my use cases. So but yeah, the long story short, we we do defrag now, and we didn't do defrag before. So you slipped something in there that we haven't actually covered yet. So uh, Azure, 
blob storage is supported, right? Yes, yes. So, so previously it was just Amazon and Storage Grid. Yeah. Now it's Azure. Uh, that's two kinds. So they have three tiers. Um, they have hot, they have cool, and they have archive. Um, archive just really slow. It's you know we're you're going to hit those latency numbers for for your client application. So just like Glacier, we we don't support that ultra slow um, kind of archive tier. Um, there's other solutions than Fabricool to do that. Fabricool is about tiering stuff that you're probably going to use. Um, you can archive stuff that you don't need to use um, with 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 other functionality. Um, so yeah, we we offer that's fully qualified, good to go. You know, clearly, you know, anytime you're using a, a public cloud, um, you definitely want a, a a pipe that can handle that kind of throughput. Um, it's Direct Connect with Amazon. Uh, Microsoft calls theirs Express Route, uh, but but these are you know it's a 10 gig pipe gives you more than enough performance um, for pretty much uh, what most client applications are going to be doing. So you mentioned uh, different cloud providers as well, Storage Grid, and you know doing things on prem. Um, do we do any other S3 providers on prem, like you know maybe OpenStack, Swift, or anything like that? No, it, it's today. It's you know primarily going to be for private cloud. On-prem is going to be storage grid. So you mentioned, uh, we mentioned a little bit about saving space with the defragmentation pieces. We also have another storage efficiency functionality being added to Fabric Pool. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I guess the last one, it's, it's funny because it's not a new, you know, storage efficiency story for, for ONTAP, but it absolutely is uh, for Fabric Pool. So Compaction has been around since ONTAP 9. Uh, and basically, this is where we take, you know, the logical data blocks that you know normally are in a 4K block, and if they don't fill the four, full 4K, we still have to use a 4K block. So we're going to strip out like the logical parts and basically compact them into another. You know, take multiple 4K blocks that that don't have a full 4K of data and just stick that into a actual physical 4K block. And basically, we're stripping out zeros is the easiest. That's how I like to describe it. It's like we're just stripping out zeros out of these blocks. Um, we've done this in ONTAP for a long time now, since ONTAP 9. Um, and this is enabled by default on all your AFS systems. It's something you can turn on for, for FAS. Um, but we're going to apply this now because, you know, you're hopefully running on SSDs um, with Fabricool. So we're going to apply this by default. And basically, this, this gives you compaction. It gives you compression. It gives you deduplication. And we're really just trying to make these blocks as small as possible. And then we're going to put those blocks into objects that are as small as possible. Because um, at the end of the day, we two things. It is one, especially on a, on a public object store, they're going to charge you um, for all the capacity you use. So we want to preserve the storage efficiencies that you know and love in ONTAP, preserve those when you move over to that public object store. Uh, the other one is, you know, it also reduces just network um, throughput because you don't have to push as much across because we've made it all so much smaller. Um, so that we kind of just we do pretty much everything that we do in ONTAP now um, to those same objects. I think the only one that we don't do is aggregate inline dedupe. Um, really, the folks that take the most, I think, the most advantage out of that is for highly virtualized environments. Um, they they see uh, additional storage efficiency that way. So that's one level of storage efficiency that you you still experience in ONTAP, but it's not going to carry over to the objects. But the vast majority of storage efficiency is coming through, you know, compression, uh, dedupe, and compaction. And all of those are getting applied to these objects before we put them in the object store. 
So the virtualization use case makes me think a little bit. So I think about the lab I have and how I have VMs that just sit there and are never powered on. So Fabric Pool would actually help out with that. Like it would offload those blocks for those non-powered on VMs in a virtualization environment and save me some space while my other working VMs are going and, and running, right? Absolutely. And the second you power them on and you start reading blocks in there, we're going to bring that data back. And even better yet, it writes, it's not just you know a continual read from the object store. Um, we're going to read it once, and then we're going to write it back to SSD. So now, you know, hey, you just turned that VM back on. Now you're doing really real work in that VM. You know, now you're doing that work on SSDs now. But you, but you were paying for the months, you know, or weeks, or however long that that data was not being used, however long that was powered off, you were paying object store prices, even though now you're, you're doing the work on it, you're getting all the performance of Flash. So I, I'm also to understand that we are transferring blocks a bit differently as well in ONTAP 9.4. Can you go into some detail about how that's changing? So, yeah, so this, this really has to do with the way, you know, reads, uh, I guess, work. Um, so previously, you know, in our very first release, you know, 9.2, you know, any time you read a block in the object store, we were going to write it back to, to disk. Because like, like in your use case, you have, hey, my VM, it's been turned off for, for weeks. I'm going to turn it back on, and now I want performance. So we write that back to SSDs, and you're going to get all the performance. Um, what we're finding out, there's some use cases where that doesn't make sense. Um, and so the, the big use cases, and ONTAP is very smart about this, I think the, the one that jumps out to everybody is going to be, what about my antivirus scanner? What about my indexer? You know, anything that's doing, you know, sequential reads, not random reads. So ONTAP is pretty smart about that, and it's going to say, hey, I'm getting all these sequential reads. Um, this is probably not a, a real client workload. This is probably a scanner of some kind. And so we're going to feed those back up to the client, but we're not going to write them back to SSDs. We're not going to burn you know, SSD capacity because your AV ticked off and scanned everything in the volume, um, or your indexer is going through everything in an aggregate. Um, so... That's, that's some, some intelligence cooked into ONTAP. Um, likewise, so that's kind of what you're going to see the most. Uh, you're going to see that in action, I think, for, for the auto policy, where we're just tearing off absolutely everything. And that's where, you know, it's your active file system. You're probably using, you know, AV there. So that, that's probably where you're going to see that used, or, or really you're not going to see that is the, the best part of this feature. Um, the other place you'll, you'll see that or, or not see that, as the case may be, will be, when you're doing this in your secondary data center. So this is your backup, your DR, your snap mirror, snap vault kind of situation. Um, there, you know, we had a lot, that, that's how it used to work, was a read would come in, we write it back into Flash. Um, people are pushing the, the, they're pushing Fabric Pool to its limits over there, which is we have a, a hard stop at a one to 20 ratio, which with a, a modern system, 800 terabytes, that really means you could be tiering 16 petabytes um, with an 800 terabyte, you know, aggregate. Um, so people were pushing those limits, and they, so they were really tight. They're going really thin on their flash, and they didn't want to write stuff back to flash every time a read would come in, every time they have to do a snap restore or whatever. Um, so we, we don't make that happen anymore. So, so now with the backup policy, um, you know, the, the reads are going to come in from the client, and we're going to feed the client the data, no problem, but we're not going to write back to flash and burn up that additional capacity. Because especially in those situations, you want to keep Flash as thin as possible. Okay, cool. 
So um, last but not least, I mean, we're also doing Fabric Pool on a variety of ONTAP instances, right? So the idea of ONTAP is data anywhere, data fabric, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so 9.4 also allows us to do that. So tell us more about how Fabric Pool is enabling more instances of ONTAP. Sure. So this one is pretty neat. So it's, it, it really completes the ONTAP anywhere kind of story. So previously, like, we were, you know, able to tier in ONTAP, you know, traditional ONTAP in a traditional, you know, data center. Um, we could also do in ONTAP cloud. Um, so you're, you're standing up ONTAP in a cloud environment. You could tier in those environments as well. Um, new in ONTAP 9.4 is now we're supporting ONTAP Select. So we've pretty much completed the ONTAP story, and it truly is now ONTAP Anywhere. Um, the magic with ONTAP Select is you get all the power of ONTAP um, pretty much anywhere you can stand up a VM. Um, and so the great thing there is, so, so hey, I just, I'm using SolidFire, or I'm using HCI, or someplace where, you know, ONTAP is not you know, the primary operating system, but I want the advantages of ONTAP in that environment, or I want the advantages of Fabricool, part of ONTAP, in that environment. So I want to tier my cold data out of these environments. If you can stand up a VM and put ONTAP Select in there, you can tier data out of that environment now. Um, that, that came with ONTAP 9.4, so it's on the truck. It's out there right now, uh, but it wasn't available back in 9.2. Um, so we do really go on tap anywhere. One thing to point out, though, um, with on tap select, you know, thinking of you know places where you can make a decision um, that might not be the best, or where you can get in trouble. Um, so on tap select, you know, a lot of folks that are doing that, they want all the power of on tap, but they want like the cheapest possible hardware, and that's cool because on tap is crazy powerful. Um, but one thing to point out is, you know. The reason we're doing this in, in traditional ONTAP on SSD only is because there's almost no performance hit on those kind of SSDs. We don't let you do that in ONTAP on HDD. Um, with ONTAP Select, you could if you wanted to, you know, because the VM is not super aware of you know exactly what the, the storage layer is looking like, you could run that in on HDD, and we'll let you do that um, with ONTAP Select exclusively. Um, the catch being, you know, you're going to see exactly why we don't let you do that in regular ONTAP. Um, the way you get around, because HEDs, again, spinning media can only go so fast, and we're asking it to do a lot, um, where Flash has no problem, you know, picking up that load. The way you get around that, ONTAP Select, go premium, get the premium license, and you now you, now you can do SSDs with ONTAP Select. It also lets you do more cores, more cores equal more horsepower, so now you got SSDs plus more horsepower. That's that's the way I'm going to recommend doing it. But if you want to, you could go the HDD route. I'm just warning you ahead of time. You're going to see performance hits because we're doing encryption. We're packaging all these objects. We're doing all this work that's just you know poor little spindles are not meant to do. Yeah, and I mean honestly, for the ONTAP Select use case, there's one I can think of that comes to mind, and it's basically testing it out. I mean, if you want to test out. Fabric pool, and you don't really want to buy a system, and you want to get the free licensing and all that stuff. Stand up a select instance with the eval, and then you know test out fabric pool. See what you think of it. Yep, works really good. You can do that every now and then. You see really good promotions with ONTAP Cloud as well. Um, it's another great way to to just test it out, see what it works like. Will there be any uh, demo videos or collateral coming out for the ONTAP 9.4 release with fabric pool? Absolutely. So all the collateral has got refreshed. So if you're internal or a partner, 
you know, you got your SE technical presentations, the technical FAQ, all the stuff that's traditionally, you know, accessible on the field portal, all of that, all of those, all, everything we've talked about today and, and much more is, is there on the field portal. Um, publicly facing, you know, for the, for the customer, you're interested in all these new features, uh, TR4598 is the Fabric Pool Best Practices uh, Technical Report, and that's still out there. It's been completely updated, so it's, it's up to date with 9.4. Um, and, you know, if you don't have time to, you know, open a good book and, and read about Fabric Pool, um, there's some YouTube videos. So we refresh the YouTube videos as well. Um, so, you know, you can just spend, you know, three, four minutes tops and see, you know, how am I going to make use of this new functionality? Walking right through System Manager, enabling auto, doing some of the, you know, attaching, you know, Azure as an optic store. Um, it's all very simple and, and right there, you know, in, in short, easily consumable videos. All right, cool. All right, John. So Fabric Pool sounds like it's got a lot coming to us in ONTAP 9.4. Um, I expect that we'll have some insight sessions for that as well coming up uh, around November timeframe. Absolutely. So I, I don't know what's on the final docket, but I, I put in, you know, my, you know, session submissions and we'll, we'll, we'll see if they get accepted. Um, I think Insight, uh, Vegas is, is always, um, I think we're going to Barcelona this year. Um, so that, that should be fun. Um, and we're going to have even more. So right now, again, 9.4 massive release um, for, for, for ONTAP, but uh, specifically for Fabric Pool. Um, by the time Insight rolls around, we might have an another release under our belt, um, and there is more fabric pool goodness coming. So lots, lots of exciting stuff, you know, not just necessarily what we talked about today, but even more um, come Insight time. Uh, roadmap question for you here, John. Um, given that we're going to Barcelona this year for the first time for Insight, by that time, will fabric pool support Paella? <laughs> So I think um, our code names are always beer related. Um, so I think we need to change it up. We'll support a beer that will go with paella. I guarantee. Can the fabric pool release be called tapas? Tapas. <laughs> tapas nine five. <laughs> you, you can tell I'm very excited about going to Spain just to eat. <laughs> yeah. No, I right. love Spain. So yeah. I've never been. I'm I'm interested, but the food. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, the there ham, the ham. Anyway. <laughs> I'm salivating now. All right, John, thanks so much for joining us. Um, and we're looking forward to all the brand new Fabric Pool release uh, goodness coming in on tap 9.4. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank John Lance for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.